<clears throat> Hello to all our listeners. Today we will be studying the 25th chapter of Ilkhotishut, which is the final chapter of the set, this set of halakhot. This chapter deals with nidharim and mumim that women may have upon entering marriage that the husband didn't know about. Nidharim are different um, uh, swears that the wife had on herself. And by swear, I mean a um, uh, for, forbidation that the wife had on, on herself before entering marriage, before entering wedlock, or after, we will see. And mumim, different uh, physical impairments that the woman had, which may or may not take her out of wedlock based on the different impairment uh, and based on the knowledge that the husband had before marrying her or if it was after the marriage, we'll see right now. A person who marries a woman and after the marriage he finds that she, she has for she has nidarim on her and again, um, again nidarim are forbidations that are um, un, 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 undoable. Okay? Um, then she, the woman, if she has nidarim on her, she gets out, she is divorced without receiving the money of the ketuban, without receiving the tosefet. Nidarim we're talking about not all nidarim, but rather nidarim, certain nidarim, um, that if she has a nether that she won't eat meat, or that she won't drink wine, or that she won't dress in special... Um, um, uh, put on special makeups and, and wear special uh, nice, uh, you know, clothing. Um, and also anything that um, uh, is customary in the place of, of where they live, for the wife, for the woman to wear for their husbands, um, uh, to look pretty. However, if she had any other nether upon her, which was not to the knowledge of the husband while entering marriage with her, and he found out, then he can't divorce her for any other nether other than the ones we just specified. Also, somebody who marries a woman, and after marriage he finds that she has um, some physical impairment, of the physical impairments that we already mentioned, and um, the physical impairments include, and in we speak about which is a bad smell in the mouth, or uh, the excessive sweating, uh, bad smell in general, or excessive sweating, or bad, uh, bad breath, or a deep voice, etc., etc. These are all mentioned in Perek Zayn al-Khazayn, and um, uh, the, the, any, you could look there to see what the different mumim are. Again, I'm just going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to use the Hebrew word mum, um, and I'm just um, uh, pre- prefacing that and saying that when I use the word mum, I'm, I'm referring to physical impairments that allow the husband to divorce the wife, or uh, or not. Physical impairments that the woman has. Um, now, if somebody enters married a woman, he did not know she had a certain mum, and then he found out about it after marriage. If it was a mum that bothered him, he may um, um, divorce her without paying her the ketubah or the tosefet. Now, now the Harambam is giving a condition. If there was a merhas in the city, a bathhouse, and he had close people who went to the bathhouse. Now, of course, they would have separate women in men's bathhouses. bathhouses, And he had people that would go to that bathhouse, the woman's bathhouse. He can't say that he didn't know about these physical impairments that the woman had because he had close people that were in the bathhouse obviously knew about the different physical impairments because this woman he's, he's marrying obviously went to the bathhouse and he can't say that he did not know about the impairments due to that.
course, this is a case in which there was a way which he would know about the impairments. For example, somebody close to him told, tells him, by the way, the woman you're about to marry has ex, uh, whatever physical impairments. However, if there was no bathhouse in the city, and he did not, have, or there was a bathhouse and he didn't have any close people, relatives going, or people that he knew going to that bathhouse to let him know if the woman has physical impairments or not. If this case is such, then she is considered, her mum is considered a mum that he did not know about and he may divorce her for that. Now, A woman that has epilepsy, some kind of epilepsy or any other neurological disorder which causes her to have certain um, 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 impairments which, which are not visible to the naked eye, um, just like that. Also, um, he may get, um, divorce her with no ketubah. However, um, apparent visible physical impairments that are visible to the naked eye and visible to anybody knowing and seeing the woman and that everybody knows about he can't say that he did not know about these impairments upon marriage and therefore he cannot divorce her without paying her the ketubah he must pay her the ketubah in the tosefet continuation this that we say that the impairments um, that were visible to the naked eye do not allow the husband to divorce the woman without any akar ketubah. And a ketubah is in a place in which the, 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 it was customary that women walk in the marketplace with their face uncovered. And everybody knows who this woman is and say, oh, this woman is, is um, Mr. Whatever's daughter. Or who's, whoever's sister. Like the cities of Edom in the days of Harambam, um, um, the different um, um, uh, the Christian areas in the time of Harambam. Okay, so this is referring to northern Spain, um, uh, France, and uh, many, many different places. However, if they lived in a place in which it was customary for a woman to go out only co- when she was fully covered um, and only for specific times, etc., and he didn't have anybody in, in a bathhouse, he didn't know anybody in the bathhouse that would be able to uh, let him know about the, woman's, um, the, the woman he just married, um, if she has um, um, uh, any physical impairments. Um, in this case, he's allowed to divorce her, even though she, she goes out sometimes because nobody knows who she is. If she, covers, she goes out covered and nobody knows who she is, therefore he may divorce her without giving her ketubah. However, if there was a midhas in the city, even though the women in the city go out with their face covered, but if there was a midhas and the person had, he knew, a, he had a relative or a friend, obviously female, who goes to that midhas, he can't say that he didn't know about the impairment of the woman he's marrying because the woman he's marrying also obviously goes to the midhas and the woman that he knows from that goes to the minhas would be able to, to let him know about any impairments that the woman he's married has. Because everybody sees her in the minhas. However, if the case was that even in the, in the bathhouse, the woman, um, it was customary for the woman to be um, uh, extra 
covered and un not reveal themselves to the public, um, uh, then also he could say that, uh, and even if he has, even though there's a bathhouse and he has close family or relatives or friends in the bathhouse that go to the bathhouse, he can't say that he, he he could say that he didn't know about the physical impairment because of the extra tini'ut, the, um, that, that the women were extra careful not to not to uh, reveal themselves even in the milhas, in, in where, if it's a place in which it is customary to be like that. Halakha gimel. Huru miksata geonim. The Geonim, some Geonim, some of the, the Geonim, who were the rabbis um, about three, 200 years before the time of Harambam, and all the way up until the Hatimah of the Gemara, and up until six or seven hundred years, six, five or six hundred years before Harambam, some of these Geonim said, and when we say Geonim, we don't mean geniuses. It's Milshon Geon Yaakov Ashir Ahib Sela, the pride of Yaakov. That's where the word Geon comes from. Um, so some Geonim said that when Hachamim say that that if there's a bathhouse in the city and the person has close people in the bathhouse, in Hebrew, Kerobotav could mean relatives or close people. So the Geonim said it's not only relatives, it's also people that he knows, makarav, miyuda'av, people that the person knows. So if he knows a woman that goes to that bathhouse, and by chance also his future wife goes to that, was going to that bathhouse, he was able to ask the woman that he knows if his future wife has some physical impairments that he wouldn't know about. Um, and this is what the Geonim said. Also, even if he lives in a city and he doesn't have any relatives in the city, any family relatives sit in the city, and there's a mirhas, he could obviously ask a friend to ask his um, uh, sister or, or family relative, female relative, to check. Now, why did Harambam go to the length to explain this? Because this is my opinion on the halakha. Maybe I'm, somebody may disagree with me. Um, because it is not. It wasn't customary for males to have female friends just like that in those days. Meaning it wasn't, halakhically speaking. Um, so, so, um, so, so in that in that, that meaning that the only case in which somebody would know females going to the mirhas that his future wife is also apparently going to was if they were his family relatives and then he would ask his relatives because he knows obviously he knows his relatives um, wife uh, mother sister etc um, he would ask them oh by the way look at my future wife see if she has any mumin but just like that having friends wouldn't be something that we would intuitively guess based on the situation in Hanabam's times in the time of the Talmud um, which people didn't just like that have female friends but when we put it as um, when you say no, it means friends as well, then that encompasses within it also um, uh, friends of his that live in the city, okay, that aren't necessarily his relatives. And these friends have, fem have uh, female family relatives that maybe go to that mirhas and will be able to see if um, this person's, this individual's future wife has whatever physical impairment. So that's why um, Arambam went to great lengths to explain this whole halakha that um, it means friends and not necessarily relatives. However, Arambam says he does not agree with it, what the Geonim said, that it was also friends and not just relatives, because he says that in his opinion, in Arambam's opinion, these are the type of things that only, the people only would um, ask their relatives and not friends. It was something that is it's a more, um, uh, this is a more intimate 
question. He's asking about his future wife. You know, he would only ask his um, very close, close family relatives and not just friends. And also, he wouldn't um, uh, trust, he would only trust the people that he knows very well. In other words, his, fam- his close, close family relatives. Now, the whole deal is, again, I'm just going back, I, I don't know if I stress this enough. The halakha says that if the husband goes to the court and tells the court that he had, that his wife was married, that he married a woman, and he didn't know she had whatever physical impairment, and now because he found out she had the physical impairment, she didn't tell him about it, he was to divorce her. And these past four halakhot, we were saying, um, uh, three halakhot, halakha'a bet gimel, we were speaking about different cases in which he can't say that to the court that he didn't know about the physical impairment because the physical impairment was clear to him or it was very easy for him to check it and to know about it. Therefore, we consider as though he already knew it because most cases, in most case scenarios, he would probably have known about it given a certain situation. Um, and now we're saying, what is Ta'anat Mumin? How does a person go to the Bedin and say, um, my wife, the one I just married, has whatever mum, and I want to divorce her because of that. If the moon was one that is apparent and very easy, easily visible, um, that and she had it before, she, and it was also it's apparent that she had it before she was engaged, and by engaged I mean kiddushin, um, like having an extra finger or something like that. The the father of the wife has to give a clear proof that the husband who married his daughter knew about this impairment and wanted to marry even though there was this this physical impairment, or that the hezka the 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 case was that he had a very very easy knowledge about it, like we explained in the previous halachot. And if he didn't, and if the husband did not bring these proofs, then the husband may, if the father did not bring these proofs, then the husband who married this woman may um, divorce her without paying her the ketubah. Continuation. Now, if the impairment, the physical impairment was one impairment was a physical impairment that may have happened after the time of engagement, then the husband has to bring proof that it happened before the, that the impairment was there before the engagement, um, and then um, uh, and then he, he could get rid of the, he could divorce the wife without giving her ketubah, and the father would have to um uh, um uh, um prove that the wife had it after the engagement and not before the engagement, thus. Um, uh, holding this husband, uh, having to the husband having to divorce her um, and pay her for the ketubah if he so divorces. Now, now if the husband brought a proof, if the husband brings proof that he only saw, he didn't see the mumin that the woman had till after they were married, 
or that the woman um, uh, admits that the husband didn't know about the mumin, but the father of the woman, the father of the wife, brings proof, counterproof, that the husband did know about the mum and um, uh, didn't say anything about it and was okay with it, or that he was in a place in which he has hazaka that he knows about it and he nevertheless married the, the woman. In this case, the husband would have to pay the ketubah because there's counterproof to his proof of the whatever proofs he brought. The husband would have relations with his with his um, wife after marriage, and was with her a few days. In other words, he didn't immediately after marriage go to the court to say, "Oh, she has a mum that I want to divorce her for." Um, and now, after a few days of being with the wife and after having relations, marital relations, he goes and says, "Oh, uh, I, there was a mum that I didn't know about, and I see it now, and I saw it now, and I, I found out about it, and now I want to divorce her." We don't let him divorce her because without giving her ketubah, of course, because we say that. He wouldn't have been with her a few days without realizing um, what mumin she had, even if they're very, very hidden mumin. He can't say, oh, they were hidden mumin, it was in a place that I didn't notice, and now please let me divorce her without paying her the ketubah. We say, no, because you were with her for a few days, then even the hidden mumin you should have known about, and therefore um, uh, you have to pay the ketubah if you want a divorce. Now, the, the following halachot deal with the wife who has problems with her menstrual, cycle, menstrual cycles. So here we have a situation in which the woman does not... She has two problems. First of all, she doesn't have a set menstrual, menstrual cycle. And second of all, she does not feel herself when she her that, that when she's menstruating, and therefore she doesn't um, uh, um, know about it until she checks herself um, for menstrual blood. Um, so a woman like this, um, she may not have marital relations with her husband unless she checks herself twice. Once we call this shenaidim, idim are when she checks herself for menstrual blood. The first one is before having relations, and the second one is after having relations. And this is in addition to the the checking that the the, the husband would do also um, after having relations. This is all mentioned in Hilchot Yisurei Be'ah Perek Dalet Halachat Edvav. Halacha Chet Ve'af Al Pi Shemum Gadol Hu Zelo Efsida Kelum Shere Bodeket Asmat Hilam Shamesh Etin. Even though this is a very big problem, which could potentially make um have some make some stress and um make a Sort of problem between um, uh, the harmony of the marital relations between the husband and wife. Um, nevertheless, she didn't lose anything from this from having this problem, which is it is a certain type of physical impairment, but it's not a physical impairment which could allow the husband to divorce her with no ketubah because she could check herself before um, uh, having relations and have the relations. It doesn't stop her entirely from having relations with the husband. It's just a small impairment. Um, which it's a big problem, but it's not as big as it's not big enough of an impairment to allow the husband to divorce her without a ketubah. Now, 
אם יראה זה פעם אחר פעם שלושה פעמים סמוכות זו לזו, הרי זו אסורה לישב עם בעלה ותסב ללא כתובה, לא עיקר ולא תוספת, ואין לה תנאי מתנאי כתובה שהרי אינה ראויה לתשמיש. However, if the woman checked herself, and so that she did not have any menstrual blood, and that she had relations with her husband, and after having relations she checked herself and she found that she did have blood, And the husband also found that he had blood on his aid, on his um, uh, place of indication. Um, if this happened, this phenomenon happened more than three times in a row, uh, sorry, three times in a row, in this case, this woman may not have any more marital relations with her husband because it's damnida, which is a big isur, even though it wasn't on purpose. Um, after it happens three times in a row, it becomes like it's on purpose almost. Um, and she has, and she um, is divorced. She leaves her husband without a ketubah, without akarat ketubah, without tosef to the ketubah, and she does not get any of the special conditions of the ketubah because she is not fit for having for marital relations. And this husband divorces the wife, and he may never ta- and he may never remarry her again. Um, why? Because we're scared of a case which the wife will marry somebody else and she will get physically better. She, the problem will leave her. She won't have this problem anymore. And then the husband will say, the previous husband will say, hey, if I would have known that she, did, that, that she was able to get cured, I wouldn't have divorced her. And when he says that, unless there's a specific condition in the get, in the certificate of divorce saying that he can't... Um, uh, um, uh, so to speak, uh, give up on the divorce. If there's no condition like that, and he does say, and he does um, say, oh wow, if I would have known that she would have been cured, I wouldn't have divorced her. Now the guy that she's married to and their children, uh, it, it's 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 like an improper marriage. It's like he was never, she was never never divorced, and the marriage that she has to this her new husband is like an improper marriage, and the kids are all mamzerim, and this is a very big problem. Therefore, when the husband divorces a woman with such a which such an issue, the divorce is on a condition that he may never return to be with that wife, and that's how we get out of um, any of these problems, out of this uh, problem. And she may marry somebody else, um, this woman who has this problem, nevertheless, once she divorces her husband, that she, after having the, the, the three in a row times of uh, marital relations with um, menstrual blood at, at the end of them, um, she um, uh, may marry somebody else, as we will see in Ilkhot Tisura Be'a Perek Dalat Al-Hakaf Alef. What are we talking about? In which case, What are we talking about? In a case in which she saw blood already from the first time she had marital relations with her husband. However, and the blood continued throughout the next two times she had marital relations with her husband. In other words, uh, altogether three marital relations in a row from the first marital relation, from the first time she had relations with her husband. However, if this happened after they got married, towards, you know, after a few times, that they, after the time that they were married and they already um, were together a few times, um, then the husband lost and he... Um, uh, then the husband, if this happens three times in a row, after they got married and after they were together for a few times, and suddenly in the middle she, she gets the sickness and she has blood every time that they um, are together, um, then the husband um, ha- would have to, he has to divorce her and he has to give her the ketubah and the ikara ketubah because 
um, it wasn't a, uh, this wasn't a sickness that she had pre-getting married, so um, he has to pay her. And he has to divorce her. And any woman that has any physical impairments that happen after she was married, that we know for sure that they happen after she was married, um, uh, then, then the husband um, may stay with her, or if he wants to get, if he wants to divorce her, he has to pay her the divorce fees of the ketubah, and he can't just say um, that, that he, oh, this was an unforeseeable uh, impairment, and therefore I want to divorce her without paying her the money. No, it's not like that. It's only like that if the impairment was um, in place before the time of the marriage. Now, in the case which a husband um, developed some sort of physical impairment, if it was after he got married, even if he lost his arm or he became blind or something like that, and his wife did not does not want to sit be with him, we don't force him to give her a ketubah, but rather only if the wife if the wife wants to stay with the husband, then she stays. If she doesn't want to stay with the husband, then she goes without a ketubah. Like any other Isham Moredit, like any other the case of Isham Moredit, which was mentioned earlier. However, if the husband developed a physical impairment causing him bad breath or a bad smell of his um, his nose, um, or that he went back to working as a um, dog um uh, feces collector and this is a, j- a job that she that he didn't have upon marrying her and then he decided to do go and do it or become or become a um uh, a coppersmith or become a ma'bid orot a um uh, leather worker and all these are very smelly jobs which cause the husband to smell very bad and would be a, like, like some sort of physical impairment, would be very uncomfortable for the wife to be with. We force this husband to give a get to his wife, and he must give her ketubah. However, if she, the wife wants to still be with him, she may. We don't force her to leave him. Now, if the husband became what we call Mukeshahin, which is a terrible sickness which causes um, parts of the body to fall off and really just become uh, um, uh, what we call nem- in Hebrew, they call it nemic, in English we call it. Um, I forgot what, what the parts of the body falling off are. are this, the sickness is leprosy, I believe. Shehin is leprosy. So if the husband gets leprosy, he must get rid of the wife without a, and he has to pay her the ketubah. And even if the wife still wants to be with the husband, we don't allow her to be with him. Either he says, no, I'll be with Adim. I'll be with two witnesses who see that I don't that I don't um, have relations with him. We still don't allow because um, it's, very, it's a very dangerous situation which could cause, um, as, as in leprosy, the body parts of the husband to fall off.
על הראיית ג' מי שהיה בעל הבעל ריח פה וריח אותם ומלקט צועת כלבים וכיוצא בהן ומת ונפלה לפני אחי ויש בו אותו מום שהיה בבעלה יכולה היא לומר לאחיך הייתי יכולה לקבל ולך איני יכולה לקבל ויחלוץ ויתן כתובה A woman or her husband worked in one of the three jobs that we said are very very um, uh, smelly and are considered like in their own self like a physical impairment like uh, he was a leathersmith or a uh, dog um, uh, feces collector or one of these jobs that doesn't have a very bad smell and really are considered like a physical impairment um, and her brother died and now and she doesn't have children from her, her husband died and she doesn't have children from this husband and now it's time for the brother to do what we call yaboom she may tell the brother that she does not want him to um, be meyabemota because, uh, oh, and the brother has the same job and it smells bad just like the husband. We, the wife may tell him that she doesn't want to be with him because um, she was able to stand it with her husband but not with him um, for whatever reason. I mean, with this, and, and, there, and, and then the brother would need to do halisai, we need to, it's a certain type of, it's like a divorce of sorts. And with this, we finish the Chotishut. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.